You're listening to the Futsal Guy podcast. I am your host and fellow soccer friend, the Futsal Guy. Welcome back to episode 8 of the Futsal Guy podcast. This is part 2 where I will discuss 5 more habits that football and futsal players have. If you haven't listened to episode 7, it contained the first 5 habits, so go and check that out if you haven't already. This episode is another 5. Like always, I am going to keep including methods to contact me because I know that if you are a player, whether it's football or futsal or even any other sports, you are constantly facing problems and struggling with different issues. And I took advertising and sales and so I assume that you have to be hearing about this multiple times before you actually have the courage and trust to get in touch with me. And that is perfectly fine. I will keep coming out with new episodes talking about different aspects of the game. So to contact me, there is a couple of different methods. Email should be easy because I should be responsive via email. And my email is thefootsalguypodcast at gmail.com. You can also send me a voice message through the Anchor app, not sponsored, or just comment on the Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, or wherever you're listening on. But I cannot guarantee that I will see the comment. I don't know how exactly to interact with listeners on different platforms, but I should be able to see your message, I guess. Right now, I also have a Facebook group. It is relatively new, and the link will be in the description. I will try to upload new stuff on there as well. Finally, before we get into the main part, check out my website. The link will also be in the description. There's articles, resources, all created by me. I am always trying to put up new resources, so go out there and check it out. Maybe you might find something helpful. It's like I'm repeating myself every episode and that's exactly what I'm doing. I think it's beneficial to have this on every episode so that if you are a new listener, you should know how to get in touch. So now that we finished the introduction, let's get into the body of the podcast. So the first habit of this podcast that I wouldn't say all players, but I think players have this habit, that is neglecting minor injuries, warm-ups, and cooldowns. For a lot of players, I think it's just the way that they play the game and the way they grow up playing the game. And that's exactly me up until about two years ago. Growing up, you probably play football with your friends on the streets, in academies, in teams, and you constantly have these minor injuries, maybe an ankle sprain or bruises, but these are just part of the game. When you are younger, especially, it's probably no big deal. But the older you get, say from like 18 or 19 up, then having minor injuries becomes something that you should be paying more attention to. And a lot of the times, these minor injuries happen because you as a player neglect the most important part of any training session or any game. That is proper warm-up and proper cool-down. I had an entire podcast talking about that. I think that it was episode on injury rehab and prevention. I talked about the importance of properly warming up and cooling down before and after every training session and match. I think it's important that I share my story on one of the main injuries that I have suffered several times and had set me back months at a time. If you give me a few minutes, I'd like to share that with you. So I am 5 feet 10, which is around 180 to 181 centimeter. Being a Cambodian, Asian in general, my height is actually above average and growing up I've always been one of the biggest and the tallest wherever I go. In Europe and America, 5 feet 10 is like average to below average height only. 
anyways, I've always had this pain on the top of my shin bones, which is the pointy part just below the kneecap. At one point, I think when I was about maybe 13, I had to get injections right in that area, both of my legs. The doctor said probably because I was too heavy and there's some stress causing pain. For years, I've struggled with weight loss. I am the kind of person who loves eating and food makes me happy, so I never really managed to bring my weight down. Basically, at 180 centimeter, I weighed around 80 to 82 kilograms. I twisted my left knee while playing football several times when I was younger, but after a few days of rest, I was back playing with no problems. So with these minor knee injuries that I got better with a few days of rest, I wasn't thinking much about just that maybe I was too heavy and that I have to get my weight down. But the cycle repeated several times. I injured myself, I told myself that I would lose weight, then I didn't, and I injured myself again, and so on and so on. Not once did I think that it was a good idea to go talk to a physical therapist about this. If only I had gone to a physical therapist and explained my situation, I would have known that weight loss wasn't the only solution. Sure, if you carry less weight, then you will be putting less stress on your knees and you will be less prone to injuries. But you can also put on more muscles, you will be quite heavy, but muscles are heavier than fats and you will be stronger. More muscles in your thighs means less stress for your knees, which also means stronger knees. More muscles in your calves means less stress in your ankles, which also means stronger ankles. The physical therapist told me that the weight doesn't really matter. You can find top athletes who are 82 kilograms and 180 centimeter. It's perfectly fine. What your body is carrying matters. He said that Ronaldo is only a bit taller than me, but he's about the same weight as me. It's just that he's carrying so much more muscle than me and muscles are heavier than fats. If you know about this, good for you. I knew about this when I was 19, right after I had my last major knee injury. It was really tough to get over the injury and by now it's been two and a half years. I've always incorporated the exercises that I had used to strengthen my thigh muscles during the rehab process that the physical therapist told me and the muscles are getting stronger, which means my knees are getting stronger as well. So the lesson here is, don't neglect those minor injuries that you experience because I believe that our bodies are clever and they tend to give us signs and signals that something is not right. Minor pain around the ankle might mean that your calves aren't supporting them well or that might mean that your calf muscles are maybe too tight or they are pulling the tendons in the ankle area. Another example would be a slight pain in the groin area. Your body might be trying to tell you that maybe you are not warming up properly before sessions or that you need to increase your flexibility because you are always shooting and doing long crosses which puts a lot of stress on the groin. I am not going into the details of the exercises for flexibility or muscle improvements because I think those are topics for another episode. Let me know which you want to know about first and it'll help me structure my weekly episodes. Before going into the second habit, I also want to mention something that I've noticed myself doing more and more. I still spend a bulk of my time improving muscles, fitness, endurance, technique and all that. But I've noticed that I, I am spending more and more time on the stuff that I didn't do when I was a lot younger. Things like foam rolling, stretching, longer warm-ups and cool-downs. 
and introducing more specific exercises rather than just doing squats and lunges. I guess that's just how it works because the more you play and the older you get, I am only 22 so I'm not that old yet but I started to notice more frequent tightness and I just can't get away with not cooling down after sessions like I did in the past. So yeah, just something I've noticed. Anyways, let's move on to the second one. The second habit I see a lot of players do, including myself sometimes, is not fueling your body properly for train session or match. Like I said, I love food and I love the fact that Cambodia has a lot of different foods to eat, so much more than what's available here in Hungary. That also means that I've been eating a lot cleaner here in Hungary. If I go home on the holidays, I go wild and that's not very good. I don't want to go into the specific of what exactly should football players eat, but I think there's an episode on basic nutrition. It should give you some information if you want to learn more about that. I've seen a lot of players eat too close to training or match, and that really affects their performance. If you eat close to training, try to limit yourself to bananas and protein bars. Maybe some protein shake or fruit shake is fine. Other than that, the things you eat won't give you any energy. It's just gonna give you cramps and fullness while playing. Fueling your body properly also doesn't start just before your training. It's like a continuous process. Always eating healthy should be the way to go, but if you have been eating all kinds of things, then preparing yourself at least a few days leading up to the match should be a decent amount of time to up your performance a little bit. For the last meal before the match, different players are different. Some can get away with like eating two hours before and feeling fine when competing. Some need four hours to probably digest and compete. I've read an article from a source that says that Messi usually have his big meal six hours before and a couple of different snacks and stuff like that after, which I think is smart. I usually go with three or four hours. I used to eat two hours before trainings, but I just felt that I was a little uncomfortable while competing. With four hours, I usually feel great unless the food is a little spicy. I don't recommend eating spicy food the day before or the day of the match. I think we all know what we should be eating and what we should not be eating, so I, I don't think there's need for a discussion on that. It's just that I see a lot of players not fueling their body properly and that they usually feel slow or tired or just lethargic and not performing really that great. Now moving on to the third habit. This one is sometimes not so obvious, but as a player you should always try to be aware of this. And that is exaggerating your ability. We're all the same. We're all human. We're all players. I don't know the science behind this, but I think that with everything that we do, we almost always think of ourselves better than what we actually are. Learning to be aware of this concept is very powerful and it can help us. I think that most of us are brought up with the idea that we are special. We grow up and our parents treat us like we are unique. I think in a way that's true. We are special and we are unique. However, we ourselves are special and unique. What we can do, our abilities, these things aren't special. You might be the best student or the best football players in your high school, but when you get out there, when you go to college, when you compete at people at higher and higher levels, everybody is just as good as you are, if not better. Everything you can do, others can do it too. This is where it's a little tricky for some people. 
Your abilities and what you can do currently isn't unique. But you as a person, your mindset, your determination, these things are unique to you. You are the only person who can do all of these things you need to do to improve yourself. Your potential, how much better you can get at football or whatever it is you do, that is unique. But potential alone is just air. It's not real. You gotta put in the work. You gotta push yourself. Before I came to Hungary, I had been living in this trap. The trap that my abilities and my skills are unique and there's no match. But when I first came to Hungary, I wasn't special at all. I was just a 19-year-old with a bad knee, who's not fit, whose techniques are alright. So I had a hard time playing with all these new people. I had a hard time playing at a level that they play at. And it was entirely out of my comfort zone. It took some time, but I realized that I am special. Not my abilities or techniques or skills, but my ability to work harder than other players, to put in the extra training sessions, to eat better than my teammates, to prepare myself for training and games better. Basically, after a year abroad, I came home and everybody was surprised. I lost quite a bit of weight, became a much faster player, and my style of play was different. At that moment, I found my uniqueness. So the question is, what is your uniqueness? Next time you find yourself thinking or criticizing others saying, I could do that better, remember that you might actually be exaggerating your ability. You only actually have 10 skills, but in your mind you can do 20 skills perfectly. A good approach, I think, to fight against this habit is to always test yourself against what your mind tells you what you can do and what you can actually do. I don't know, there are a lot of things that you can do. You can perform tests, you can record yourself playing or training, and actually look at your own mistakes. All of these will give you a better picture of you. There's nothing wrong with exaggerating your ability. Exaggerating and not doing anything to realize those abilities is something that you should stay away from. I hope this message get across to you if you're listening being too proud after some success. This generally applies to more intermediate players who are just starting to see some success, winning games or even small tournaments and things like that all the way to the top players who are winning everything. With this success, a lot of players tend to feel too proud. Being proud of yourself is a good thing, but being too proud means you're likely to start skipping training, not working as hard as you should be, and just overall a little bit careless. I don't think all players have this habit though. Some players just love training and keep playing even after like a big win or any kind of success. They're out there again the next day giving their all because they simply love the game. Being too proud can also mean that you start to disrespect the people who got you to where you are. Your coaches, your teammates, your fans, even your opponents. We tend to always like taking the credits for all the things we have achieved. If you score a winning goal, you usually feel that all the credits go to you. Your teammate, the one who made an assist, will feel that all the credits go to him or her. Your coach might want to take all the credits. Everybody. Disrespect is often shown when players are feeling too proud. It's not just an individual thing though. A lot of the times, it's a collective thing. Players in a team might all feel that they are too good and it doesn't matter if there's a coach or not. They will win because they are really good 
or as a team, players might feel that the opponents are too weak and that they would act like the opponent were too weak, showing disrespect to older players, things like that. Like in everything, sometimes we win and sometimes we lose. I remember the first two or three years at my team back in Cambodia. I think it was around 2013 to 2015, around that time. At the start, we weren't very good, but quickly we were beating other stronger teams and start winning tournaments all over the city. The thing about futsal in Cambodia was that after the 2012 futsal league season, the football federation decided to stop organizing national level football competitions. Suddenly, all football players can only compete in various non-official tournaments. There wasn't a professional tournament anymore. At the time, I was around 14 or 15, so I was just starting to compete with these adult futsal players. Like I said, we were really bad in the beginning, but soon we became one of the dominating futsal teams in the country, and tournaments were popping up everywhere all over the city, and in the span of like two or three years, we have won somewhere around 20 different tournaments, And that's a lot considering we were competing with former pro futsal players who became amateurs just because there's no such thing as a professional league tournament anymore. I'll leave a link in the description to my official Facebook page of the team in Cambodia if you'd like to learn more about the team. I think around 2015 and 2016, that was the peak of my career as a futsal player. I was around 18 and I was having loads of successes and I was feeling proud, too proud. And it's not just me though, everybody was feeling too proud. The thing about pride is that it doesn't just go away after a loss. We started to see that other teams are getting better. There were more younger players who were working really hard to get better every day. We were always one of the few favorites in the tournaments. Everybody expected us to win because we have won so many. The team's performance unfortunately started to fall short, I think by the end of 2016. Instead of being like one of the top two teams in the country, something like that, it became more like our team was one of the top five in the country. See the difference? In 2017, the Football Federation decided to have a national level tournament sponsored by Clear, the shampoo brand. So of course, we became one of the teams competing in the tournament. I wouldn't say that we became professionals because if you played futsal in Cambodia, you could only play as an amateur. That's why I like to call myself a national futsal player because it was the national level tournament and all the best futsal teams in the countries were playing. We had faced some defeat before the tournament, so we weren't too proud of ourselves anymore and we decided to work hard We competed and we ended up in the final, unfortunately losing. So we became the runner-up of the Clear National Futsal Cup 2017. Unfortunately, I didn't play in the final because I had to come to Hungary to study. And that's what I'm doing now. I went home during the summer 2018 where the Clear National Futsal League 2018 was happening. I got to play in the last couple of games and we lost in the semi-final but we managed to grab third place before I had to come back to continue my studies. So officially, I can say that I am a national futsal player in Cambodia, playing for currently the third best team in the country. 
the clear national futsal cup 2019 will actually start in like two weeks from now and i'm still in hungary so anyways uh going off topic for a little while let's get back to our topic which was uh all right uh being too proud the point behind my story is that when we were too proud it was bad to recover when we faced losses but if we always try our best to prepare for the competition and we always respect everybody sometimes we win sometimes we lose and that's okay because we have tried our best all right moving on to the last habit in today's episode thinking that being a good player is enough if you have ever thought that just being a good player or being a better player than the other players in your team or the team that you are about to play for is enough then you are definitely wrong being a good player is only a small piece of the puzzle when i first came to hungary i was just competing in the clear national futsal cup 2017 and i left cambodia before the semi-final so when i got here after a couple weeks i joined the university's football team which competes in hungarian's fourth division I wanted to expose myself to football, broaden my experience because I've almost always only played futsal and not football. So starting out, I had a hard time adjusting to the style of play of the team. Also being in a foreign country, I don't even speak the language and only like one or two players could speak some English. The first semester was difficult because the team needed to get me all the right paperwork so I could play. Otherwise, I couldn't play as a foreigner. I hardly played in any matches. In the second semester, I got some more playing time because I was getting better and everything. But by the third semester, I've noticed that I've passed a lot of the players in terms of fitness. And I know that I am at least better than half of the players playing. But I was actually getting almost zero playing time. I figured out many things many pieces of the puzzle and I realized that my abilities alone was just such a small piece that without a lot of the other things I won't be playing anytime soon. So let me mention some for you. The first obvious thing is the connection with your teammates. Also the coach and how long you have played with the team basically. I guess that's true in most teams. If you have played for a long time you are usually considered a true player of the team and you always get your place. The respect from your teammates is also very important. I saw that the culture here was that Asians were seen as less of everything and that the Hungarians are superior in every way. So the players didn't put me at the same level as them. And some part of that was, I guess, reasonable because I couldn't really connect with them because of the language difference. They don't speak English and I don't want to learn to speak Hungarian so I don't really know any of them apart from their names. Another thing that I figured out was that players actually get paid and was actually offered a formal contract with monthly salaries and bonuses and all that. And because at the start this was a university's team and I just walked up and asked the coach if I could be part of the team. I wasn't really offered any formal contract during my stay here. I only got a player's license. I got paid only with the bonus money. If I played, I would get around 20 to 30 bucks a game, depending on the performance. I thought it was reasonable since it was the fourth division and I only just wanted to play. But some players got paid like 200 bucks a month plus the normal bonus. So some of the younger players told me one time that 
if a team pays somebody 200 something bucks plus bonus, that players will have to play just because they didn't want to pay money for somebody to sit around and watch. For me, I didn't get paid and there's no reason to put me in unless they have no one else, which I think made sense and totally reasonable. So you see, thinking that you just have to work hard and be better than other players and you will be able to play, it's not that simple. You might be the best left winger on the team, but why should they put you in and not the player who's been a player in that position for the team for a much longer time than you. They need a lot of good reasons and you just being a little bit better than the other person is just not enough. I guess what I've talked about apply to more traditional teams that have players playing for a long time. But for teams I think mostly in the US where contracts are only like less than a year long and all players and all teams are always looking for new players and new teams all the time, then being a good player is definitely a bigger piece of the puzzle. If not, then what I had said. So there you go, five habits. No, I think I think it's only four habits. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, we definitely go over the 20 minute mark. So I'm going to finish my episode here. Basically, I just told you some habits that football and futsal players have, part two. Don't forget to check out part 1 which was episode 7 if you haven't already. I hope that talking to you about these habits can help you better understand yourself as a player and also your teammates as well. Maybe next time any of the things that I talked about happen, you might be able to point that out in yourself and try to change if you think that it's a bad thing and to become an overall better player. Remember, you should be able to reach me if you have any questions or comments or criticisms are also welcome. I always want to know if the topic I talk about are interesting, if they are boring, or if the way I talk is not to your liking in some way. So let me know and I will try to make these podcast episodes better and better. Email me at the Podcast at gmail.com and everything you need is in the description. Good luck and I will talk to you next week. This is your host, the Futsal Guy, signing out. Mm-hmm.